0: Hello, and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Dude, and I got my buddy, Andy, here. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm great. I I was thinking we should start opening the show a little differently, though. Okay. Because I keep doing this hello thing. I like that, but... What if we try... We should try something different every every, uh, pod, like maybe next time we do... Pod man, podcast. It's cool. <laughs> so we do a different one every time. So like next time we'd be like Album Nerds, Album Nerds, Party Time, excellent. Roo, roo, roo. And then the next time we would do something based on some other famous thing that someone else does. <laughs> <laughs> like live from New York, it's Album Nerds Podcast, you know. Try it's all Saturday good. Night Live based? <laughs> Well, that's what's on the mind right now, but we could always do, uh, you know, how about Arsenio Hall? (laughs) (laughs) For those that remember who that is. All right. So anyway, this is the Album Nerds Podcast. A couple of dudes that uh, sit around, talk about music. We record our conversation and let you sit back and enjoy our wisdom. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, we we uh, we both love music. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, our friendship was pretty much formed from talking about albums and stuff, and we have slightly different perspectives on things, but that's what makes it fun. So we just kind of have recommendations for each other, just talk about what we're listening to, even if we think the other guy's going to hate it. Or if we just want to expose uh, one another <laughs> to something new <laughs> that maybe the other person hasn't listened to. So anyway, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to to cover here, and my pants are on. We are two different locations, so uh,
1: thank God this is audio only now.
0: <laughs> yeah, Andy, Andy can't tell what I'm what I'm doing under yeah, the table. For the best, for the best. Okay. Alright, so why don't we uh why don't we get started with the albums that we're we've been listening to in the last couple of weeks. I thought we called the segment which listened to Foo. Okay. I, thought. I don't remember the, the foo is not on there, but I'm I'm down for it. Foo, I like that.
1: Uh yeah, let's let's jump right into it, man. Um so I got a couple of new releases here we're gonna wanna talk about. Um the first one is kind of a, a jazz-slash-hip-hop-slash-funk record I've been digging lately from the, this group called the Robert Glasper Experiment. It's a, it's a four-piece. Um, I think they're all jazz musicians, but they definitely infuse a lot of, like, hip-hop sensibility into their music. This is their third full-length. The title is uh, Art Science, all one word. Um, man, I really enjoy this record. It's um, They've had a couple in the two other previous releases, um, black radio and black radio Two, both, um, which had a whole bunch of like guest spots on them from prominent, um, hip hop artists. This one is more focused on the music and the group kind of playing together. And I think it's, they have some really cool ideas and I've been listening to this a lot and it's definitely uh, one of my favorites of the year so far.
0: I listened to it. I think the week it was released, uh, Saw it on all music, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I did like it. It the energy was a little more than I could handle at the time. Anyway, too exciting for you?
1: Mm-hmm. Too exciting for you?
0: Well, it just there. It just I really liked it. I got to say that it was like you know I'm not a hip hop guy generally. Um, I do enjoy jazz, although I'm not truly a jazz fan. But I really, I did like it a lot. I thought it was cool sounding and enjoyable. It just was uh, a different kind of energy than I usually spend on music, so. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a little more upbeat. I mean, I yeah, think if, definitely. if you're like a hip-hop fan who's like jazz curious, this is a good good way to get into it. And this group is.
0: Yeah, it reminded sweet. me of a, a lot of that 90s, late 90s, early 2000s jazz rap Experimentation yeah, that, that was going on. Uh, yeah. this obviously leans a little bit more towards the musical as opposed to the
1: rapping. Yep,
0: but yeah, it's cool. Cool,
1: glad he dug it. Let's we'll talk All about right. this uh, new Dawes record.
0: Yeah, Dawes. Uh, We're All Going to Die is the name of the <laughs> album. Uh, little depressing on the title but that's okay uh, so Dawes for those of you that aren't familiar kind of, they're a California band uh, sort of a I don't know Crosby Stills Nash folk rock sort of uh, mm-hmm. alt country a little bit remind me uh, vocally the vocalist reminds me a little bit of America you know like horse with no name
1: yeah uh, you know I wouldn't have thought of that but I could see why I'd say that
0: um, and so their new album just came out it's their fourth. Or fifth i can't uh can't remember. I think it's their fifth, but anyway, uh, it's a little different, a little different than their previous releases, and that's not necessarily a bad thing at first, I thought it was a bad thing. I don't know how you felt right at first. Let's talk about first impressions. first impression, I'm like, what the hell did they do to their yeah. voice, and what is all this synthesized stuff?
1: Yeah, no, it definitely sounds the same thing. I mean, I would really love their last record, all your favorite bands. I know oh, you yeah. did too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that album.
1: Yeah. And this one I was kinda hoping for more of that, but it's definitely a little bit of a different take for them. Um
0: Yeah, and I think you have to set that aside. So that's what I've tried to do is forget what came before. You know, and and I don't know if this is just because they got bored with what they were doing or at the core it's still the same band. It's still if you took out some of the synthesized instrumentation and sort of more of a... It's almost more of a 70s pop rock sort of situation going on. Um, if you take that out, the lyrics are great. The songs are great. And the those tonalities kind of bring out... It makes it a more upbeat sound. I find myself snapping along a little bit more... <laughs> I think it's it uh, probably is a little more palatable, accessible, and potentially could actually garner some hits, you know, in a world where there are very few.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of tracks on here that were really catchy, even on the first lesson, like um, When the Tequila Runs Out. Yeah. Yep. Really enjoyed that, that track. That
0: sticks out for me.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that was missing for me on this record was kind of the tongue-in-cheek humor you had on the the previous record. Kind of that dark, uh, right? That dark sense of humor, but you know, I still I really enjoyed this one too.
0: Yeah, you know, when I turned it on, and the first song came on, mm-hmm. which I uh, for some reason the name of it is escaping me right uh, now. One of us, yeah, one of us. Which I think lyrically is great, but when it kicked in with the synth synthy sort of thing and the only thing I I would have preferred the vocalist was pure without the filter over it but that's a real sing-along song Uh, I have that line stuck in my head quite a bit so anyway all in all really good just they've taken a bit of a, a turn but it's still the same band I still think it's solid and I'll it'll definitely be something I'll listen to regularly
1: cool cool yeah i would definitely recommend that one too Um, all right, kind of in the same vein here and kind of the, the indie pop rock uh, sound here is a record I want to talk about from the now defunct, uh, Walkman, um, Hamilton, Liu and Rostam are the, the artists and the name of the record is I had a dream that you were mine. Um, I had a
0: dream that this was going to suck just based on the name of the artist and uh, the name of the yeah, album. they
1: really need to get a name for the band <laughs> seriously it's a mouthful and it's hard to pronounce um but i don't know i was definitely a fan of the walkman and um especially especially uh their vocal um sound and lyrics so that all that is still here in this group and you have some of the, if you're a fan of Empire Weekend, that's who uh, Rost M. he was a producer and instrumentalist for a couple of other um, records. So it has a lot of that, um, a lot of different sounds on this record. It's, so there's definitely piano and vocals are kind of like the the bedrock of it, but there's a lot of like, kind of like doo-wop singing on a few tracks, which is kind of threw me the first time I heard it, but it kind of works. A lot of beautiful imagery in the lyrics. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. But like I said, I was a little biased just because I'm a fan of the Walkman. Yeah, I'm not familiar
0: with the Walkman. Vampire Weekend to me is, I think I'm just, I it came along past my age. You know, I'm too old to. Yeah, any of that kind of way. rock is just not rock to me. It's yeah. too soft. There's no edge. It's too like, I yeah, don't know. I sure. just feel like I, I picture people with angle haircuts. You know. No offense to anyone out there that's got them, but the bangs that cut across your face at an angle, that's just for, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but that, that, so I had no idea about who these dudes were. I did, however, like it. Okay. I mean, it was way better than I expected. I thought it was going to be some electronica bull pucky.
1: I always think uh, I'm a, like, recommended electronic music for some reason.
0: Well, because the name sound doesn't that seem like it? And then what? Yeah, it's kind of like European, I guess. I yeah, know. when and when I opened up the you know looked it up in Google Play Music, there's when you know, there's always a picture of the artist, uh-huh. and there's just these two dudes, one with a faux hawk. and I'm like, oh uh, god! Uh, and whenever it's two uh, dudes, it's almost always electronic stuff. Right. So I'm like, here we go. This is gonna suck. And it, it, I like the main vocalist, the gravelly sort of. Yeah, it was okay. It was good. I mean, I might try it again. But for those that that uh, for those about to rock, they probably would not
1: salute this album. No, that's no, not a rock record. It's kind of melancholy and you know a little sad. But uh,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess if it. I was laying in a hammock, wearing a pastel shirt. <laughs> on a spring day with checkered shorts and some uh, flip flops, then I'd probably enjoy this. So you're never going to enjoy this, is what we're saying. Probably not, but I mean, it was, like I said, the vocalist was good. It was it was pleasant to listen to, but I I can't imagine going back to it. Yeah. I might recommend it to uh, ladies in my life, but <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Let's uh let's go back into uh the eighties, man. Yeah, I know. Let now we're gonna rock. Okay. Oh yeah. So and
0: and I don't know if you had a chance to listen to this album.
1: Yeah. Well let's let's go talk into that a little bit here. Go ahead.
0: Because that's the important part about this and I put it on the list a little late, but this is part of the exercise here is you know, there are albums that I still listen to regularly from long time ago that I've been listening to since I was you know, middle school age, Um, Def Leppard, Pyromania. And I feel like there are people out there that haven't heard these albums, you included, that need to because they're better than they think. I think there's this, people get stuck about decades and what music was like and that it was hair metal and it was, you know, and I think there's more to these albums than people realize because all they've heard is a couple of songs on some 80s mix on Pandora Mm-hmm. Um, so I do suggest. I love this album. Always have. Um,
1: oh, this is this like considered like their classic. What made them Def Leppard? This
0: like, is this is their first. It's their third album, but it was their first huge hit. Uh, it was produced by Mutt Lang, who um, produced a couple of their albums. He's kind of a secretive Uber producer guy, but he was married for years to Shania Twain and produced her stuff. Um, so this came out in what 1983? Uh, yeah, January of 1983. And the MTV video age was in full swing, and this was one of those almost. I mean, they used to be heavier, more of a hard rock band. This was a little more uh, accessible, stadium rock. Mm-hmm. But great songs, great videos. Rock of Ages was one of my favorites, but Foolin' was my favorite song on the album.
1: Foolin',
0: that's right. Still is. I listen to this not every Friday, but pretty regularly on Fridays. I like to listen to older rock records, and this is one that keeps me motivated on a Friday through work. Um, but yeah, it sold. It sold like ten million copies. No. Duh, 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 100,000 copies in the first week. Ten, over 10 million copies have wow. been sold of this album. Wow. So now with streaming and everything, I don't know. This one's a little harder to get your hands on streaming wise because um, there's some publishing rights stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of their albums, Hysteria, they re recorded recently so that they could uh, and re released it so that. I think so. They had the right the rights of the actual recordings. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> so I have I I have these on vinyl. So that's how I listen to it.
1: Cool. Yeah, I so listen. you to find it on Spotify? Unfortunately, yeah. but uh, I was kind of able to piece it together on YouTube. More or less. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, I I was kind of a fan of these guys in uh, in my younger years, and okay. I was kind of like an aerosmith Def leopard fan in like middle school, I was figuring out what kind of music I liked, so I knew most of these songs, and yeah, they're still enjoyable. um I watched some videos that I hadn't seen before of the band uh I don't know if they were like just live recordings or if those were actual the music videos they put out oh mm-hmm. um, you know the one thing i I thought of a lot was um um, Tully Blank in the name of that movie. Um, Debbie Does Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that, uh, that satirical comedy, you know, makes fun of uh, 80s rock, 80s hair metal? Satir- oh, Spinal Tap? Spinal Tap. I mean, are these guys pretty much the inspiration for Spinal Tap? No,
0: I, th- I think bands like this were, but these guys, you know, they were young at this time. Spinal Tap was about dudes that were older well, trying, trying to, to keep it make it in yeah. the world of bands like Def Leppard. But I see your point. But yeah, I mean, the spandex pants and everything. But uh, yeah, I just think it's a great example of good rock and roll, 80s rock and roll that isn't it's, you know, it's it's got elements that keep it timeless. It, it It isn't completely dated.
1: Well, I think it's a good representation of that era, for sure.
0: That's a cop-out. Did you like it or not?
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not going to listen to it regularly. I've, I wouldn't turn it off the radio if it came on. It's probably as far as I'm willing to go.
0: <laughs> See, folks, that's what happens. He gives me... <laughs> doo-wop and i give him rock and roll and
1: <laughs> <laughs> 80s rock is not
0: rock is rock,
1: rock man <laughs> rock is rock hardly let's talk about a real rock band here uh neurosis are a sludge metal group been around forever they're based on the west coast let put a new record out here called uh, fires within fires I'm definitely a fan of this band and this record is not disappointing me so far. It's a little bit shorter than they usually put out. It's only 40 minutes, 5 tracks. Um, But it kicks some ass for sure. Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Again, you know, I just have a different sensibility. I liked the music a lot. I thought that the riffage was cool. But vocally, I'm just I'm not, I'm having trouble with the current rock and sludge and all the sub genres because it's all the vocals are always kind of either or in this case, kind of downplayed and really low in the mix. Yeah. Low in the mix, sort of straight across. There's not, you know, like if, if they were like, Fires within fires! <laughs> then I'd probably be more into it, you know? The
1: that's whole me. the whole thing with this movement is like to get low and slow, right? So you can't have that high-pitched 80s vocal style anymore. You need something guttural. and Stop
0: Put It's not just 80s. It's just a different vocal style that could be reintroduced, just like the darkness did. So that's where we got to stop yeah, putting the, things in the bucket. An 80s there.
1: throwback band, man. I mean, that's their whole... That's their whole shtick.
0: Yeah. The shtick failed, so then they continued to do stuff and they don't do all that silly, you know... Mm-hmm. Co- they do costumes and junk, but it, it's not to look like they're from the 80s anymore because that fails because you don't want to be that guy. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I agree with you on the bucket thing, so... That's probably not helpful healthy, healthy for anybody. It's offensive.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. Right, do you have anything more to say no, about that's, that's good. the Sludge Boys? Again, I liked it. The you know, I was down with the riffs, just I just, I just have need some more fire. Yeah, I need some more fire. All right, so the last uh album I was listening to this week, a little bit of a a revisit of an album I, I don't listen to enough, uh, R.E.M.'s Monster. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a bit of a departure stylistically for them. This is 1994, uh, kind of in the wake of grunge, its rise and fall, um, Kurt Cobain killing himself, it happened while they were recording this, I think. It had some influences on the songwriting from what I yeah. read.
1: Yeah, I've heard that too.
0: And from what I heard at the time, I mean at the time, I was working in record stores and and I think I, I think I worked the midnight opening. Remember when stores would do that? Yeah. When a new album would come out so, and you'd yeah. open at midnight so people could get it right away. Mhm. I remember working that night. My boss let me uh go pick up a six-pack of beer in between closing and reopening. So, I had a nice buzz going <laughs> when uh uh, selling, R.E.M. Oh, yeah, monster. But uh, I really like this album. I, I like it better than I remember. There was a lot of it was like, oh, they're they're gonna go hard rock and grunge, right, and right. and I don't really see it that way now. Um, some great songs. What's the frequency, Kenneth? Uh, Crushed with eyeliner. Yeah, that's a good. Um, and I read an article about that was uh, a couple of years ago with Michael Stipe, and he was talking about the album. They were asking him, what do you think, 20 years later? And he's like, you know, there's some songs that I don't like, but for the most part, it's he, he's happy with where it is, with what it was. And um, I think they hadn't toured in five years at the time when they recorded this. So they were looking to just have
1: something yeah, some, that they could... Some loud rock songs Yeah, played a big crowd.
0: Yeah, because, you know, you can only do so much mandolin... And right. <laughs> and getting teared up and and you know I think there was some disappointment from people who were into the automatic for the people and mm-hmm. and all that kind of you know the more traditional REM but it's a great record it's it does rock a little bit more but it, it's not like hard rock by any means It's just got I some mean, fuzzy guitars and stuff you know
1: yeah 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 I mean I guess this was the album after automatic for the people correct yes. Yeah, I mean, I could see it's a big departure from that record, but I think it still fits nicely into their overall discography.
0: It does. Now that you listen to it back, it doesn't seem so. It doesn't really seem different much at all, honestly. Yeah, the songs, the structure sounds the same. There's just the guitar is not acoustic. It's kind, you know, it's sort of how it sounds to me.
1: Yeah, I may listen to it. Um, just recently for the first time in a few years and man it still sounded great great the first three few tracks that are just awesome and then mm-hmm. the, the end is pretty good too so
0: and a little thing i remember hearing at the time about what's the frequency kenneth mhm the title of the song do you remember hearing you were probably too young but people were talking about how it was based on something that had happened to to dan rather the, remember him CBS News yeah, yeah anyway anchor. 1986 he was on Park Avenue in Manhattan he got attacked and mugged by some guys and the okay. the crazy guy kept yelling Kenneth what is the frequency over and over again so that kind of became like a story that people talked about and
1: they chose that as the title for a song interesting yeah they have such like rich lyrics and you could really spend a lot of time digging into their songs. They remind me a lot of, um, no, I'm really not doing bad with names today, of um, <laughs> <Perry>. <laughs> the Canadian band who we talked about a few episodes ago.
0: Oh, uh, the Tragically Hip. Yeah, yeah well, I have, used yeah. to call the Tragically Hip Canada's REM, because that's... Yeah, um, I
1: mean, they're very very similar bands, mm-hmm. very similar discographers. Good stuff. All right. Good stuff.
0: What's next, man?
1: Want to share some musical memories?
0: I sure do. So, for those that are new <laughs> or fell asleep, uh, musical memories is all time we we share with each other stories from our past regarding music in some way, shape, or form. So, I'm going to let you kick it off there, and
1: yeah, sure, sure. Um, so, I I went to Woodstock in 1999. That was my senior year of high school. Give
0: I'd, me something to break.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, <laughs> I, I avoided that. I was too old. It was a shit show, to say the least. <laughs> but a very memorable shit show. I had a lot of good things happen there. Um, but I was kind of just thinking back on it recently, I'm um, thinking about I had went with a friend of mine, and he brought his cousin along. Um, Who was a girl of my age, and we spent a lot of time together and got kind of friendly during some of the shows. Sexually, I, yeah, sexually. <laughs> <laughs> it was Woodstock. I mean, what, are you gonna, what are you gonna do you um, know? What do you do? But I just I had forgotten entirely that I had I had a girlfriend from senior year of high school through that summer. At the time while I was there, I had totally put that out of my mind, and since then I had really. I'd forgotten all about it. Doesn't that suck
0: when you have these, like, for whatever reason, you hear something or see something brings back memories, and then you're like, "I was, I was an asshole, man." Yeah, like that was really a douchebag thing to do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a sucky part of, and I don't know if women go through this, but as a man, when you if you if you grow up, (laughs) of realizing even though you thought you were a nice guy. Like when right. you're in your late teens, early twenties, you were probably
1: a jerk. You did some bad things. Yeah. Uh, it Especially was funny. when I, it
0: comes I, to ladies, I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, well, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if my girl girlfriend is well, listening. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure
0: that, uh, that your high school girlfriend will not be listening to this because <laughs> I'm not sure anybody is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, that's it? I mean,
1: I mean, did this continue after Woodstock? or? You know, I tried to have it continue. I remember uh, sending her some things she had left uh, in my tent through the mail and uh, writing her a letter and never like hearing Like her hacky
0: back. sack? She left her hacky sack in your tent?
1: <laughs> I think it was a bandana, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice try. Yeah. Do, you, do you, you don't have that bandana in a shoebox somewhere and go and smell it every once in a while, do you? <laughs> you
1: know, I probably actually do still have it.
0: Oh, i surprised. <laughs> All right, so my musical memory also does have to do with uh, a live show, live performance. Uh, this is what I call the day I got too old to truly rock. Mm. So I'd always, you know, I'd, Loved albums and buying albums, working at music stores, going to shows, getting backstage, getting autographs, knowing guy you know, meeting guys at bands and being able to act like a hot shot that I met some dude from Crash Test Dummies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and I can give you the exact date. I think I already told you, but let me pull it up here on the trusty the trusty
1: uh I think it was a cold day in October, if I remember correctly. Yes
0: it was. Got so many tabs open, man. There we go. All right, so Family
1: Values Tour. Oh, yes. This is in, corn and uh, biscuit. Is biscuit? Right? No, this was
0: too, this was a little bit different. This was a 2001, October twenty eighth, 2001 in Buffalo, New York. Okay. The lineup was Stone Temple Pilots, which is why I was going. Okay. Lincoln Park, okay. Puddle of Mud, Stained, oh, Static X. Oh, wow. And Let's see.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think like the lead singer of Deadsy's mom was a famous actress or something. Anywho, so I-, I was friends with a guy that worked at one of the rock stations in town and got free backstage passes and all that stuff and uh, had an event going on at the show in Buffalo. So there was a guy that worked with me that really loved Linkin Park and all the stained and stuff like that, which I did not. I was already too I was like late twenties, so I was past past it. But I wanted to see Stone Temple Pilots. So we go to Buffalo, we go to the show, Stone Temple Pilots are the headliner. They say, okay, it's time to go backstage. Only so you know a certain number of you can go. And I was like, kid, you go. So I had my chance to meet Stone Temple Pilots. I skipped it because I didn't want to, I was like, whatever. I don't want to meet those other stupid bands. I sat through the show by myself while they were all backstage in the upper deck, just looking at my watch, waiting for all these crappy bands to end. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a lot of bands to sit through. Well, I just didn't. Linkin Park, like it just isn't. You know, they're okay. Whatever. I'm glad they're still around. Good for them. But I just. It, That was a generation past, you know, for me. So they just weren't my bands. They're sitting and waiting, waiting. They all come from backstage, bring me stuff that they got signed for me, which I still have. And Stone Temple Pilots were about to come on. I'm like, screw it. Let's just go. I'm sick of sitting around here. So we left and I didn't, didn't even, even stay. For I didn't even print. stay for the band cuz I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> said,
1: that's so no that's how I knew I was
0: true oh, I was dude. too old to truly rock. I had to stay cuz they were doing their radio event. And when it was over, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm done. Oh, and from God. that day on, I've not been like I go to a few concerts now and again, but it's just not my thing. So, that's wow. the day I knew I had past the point where i didn't want to go backstage i didn't want to i just was like screw it and i've seen some type of pilots since you know before uh scott wyland uh passed away but i just didn't want to do it man i couldn't take it anymore
1: oh wow that's that's sad, how you buddy. thought that
0: was gonna end did it <laughs> no, I, thought,
1: <laughs> I thought maybe you'd get tired like halfway through but now, even before they even came on jeez i just couldn't do it i just couldn't <laughs> take it anymore Oh, man, a little piece of you died that day, my friends. Yeah, uh,
0: that's when I knew I had changed. That's when I yeah. knew that my, you know, that part of my youth was over. Like <laughs> I said, I was late 20s, and so yeah. I just knew that that part of who I was wasn't the other guy. The guy that was all excited about it was 22, I think, at the time. So he was right in that sweet spot, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh well you want you want to talk about our albums of the year? Sure. Yeah, I know you do. No, you All do. right, so
0: you know I've been struggling with this whole thing.
1: Yep. And um, I've been
0: looking at websites that are like best albums of 2016. I've listened to some of them and. What's eh, that, Fiance? Yeah. No, no, Fiance. But I did. You know, the album that I'd been leaning toward, Quaker City Nighthawks, El Astronauta. Yeah. i've been listening to again a lot lately and it really is good it really kind of hits for me the sweet spots of the types of stuff i'm enjoying right now uh it's got blues rock elements but it's got also has a little more depth a little more uh almost prog sort of sensibilities mm-hmm. here and there so I'm really enjoying it so for now that's what I'm going to go with I love the the Bowie album as well but it's just I love it because it was his last album more than I love the actual oh, music I, I, mean, I think it's a great Bowie record one of his best certainly recently but I don't know Like I listen to it because I feel like I should more than I am like oh man I gotta listen to that again
1: Gotcha. You know? I gotcha. Got yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, important record historically, but maybe you don't love it as much for what it is. Yeah. It's Okay. I do like that Quaker City Nighthawks record too. it would probably be in my top 25 for the year for sure. Um, yeah. So I got, a, I think that Bowie record is still my number one. Um, but I have a couple others here that are solidifying themselves on the list i gotta mention the james blake record from earlier in the year the the color and anything um if you don't know james blake he's kind of a soulful i guess indie vocalist who plays piano um does some interesting kind of hip-hop elements to his music
0: i thought it was the guy that does you're beautiful but that's James Blunt. So That's James
1: Blunt. Yes, close. Yeah. Well, close. I thought it was the
0: same dude, so I looked it up and listened to it because I was like, "What? The beautiful guy?"
1: But no, no. no. Um, and it's one of the record that I didn't love when it first came out, but I keep coming back to, it, and it's really starting to grow on me now. There was this um, kind of group effort here. It's called Case Lang Beers. It's um. Katie Lang, Nico Case, and I'm gonna I always forget her name. It's something something <laughs> I Should know her name. Too um many. Too Many Beers. Too many beers, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great um kind of pop rock record. Um if you like any of those artists, it's really catchy. I, I whenever I'm looking for like uh really just something to put on to enjoy. From the last year just to like kind of sing along to and just easy listening that record is hard so to beat you, so you can remember all the lilith fairs that you went to yeah i can remember
0: <laughs> yeah it, i i listened to it too and i when it first came out and yeah i mean it, it katie lang still has a freaking beautiful voice yeah um beautiful voice but yeah it was a little too easy going for me mm. sure but yeah, the James Blake I did listen to, uh, I thought it sounded just like that Sam Smith guy or whatever his name is. hmm Like exa- exactly. I had a hard time. I, I kept thinking that's what it was.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: You, know, you know who I mean?
1: Um, I think I know one or two of his songs,
0: yeah. Anyway, it's another British blue-eyed soul kind of situation. Right, right. Okay. Cool. So uh, David Bowie still leads the pack.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think so.
0: Quaker City, like I said, I tried to do the critically acclaimed crap, but none of it was clicking for me, so i got to stick with my heart. Uh, all right, so a little bit of news and notes and music, just something I wanted to touch on briefly and get your thoughts. Uh, so one of the big things out in technology world right now We've got the iPhone 7 or whatever it is, and uh, I believe a Motorola phone also has done this where there's no headphone jack. Right. What, if any, impact do you think that could have on music listening? Because that will drive people to either have to get a dongle that mm-hmm. may or may not affect the quality that's already questionable because the Daxon and, and phones are not so great most of the time. And secondly, push more people to toward Bluetooth headphones, including those silly-looking ear pods that uh, uh, yeah, would be button. fine if they were fifty dollars, but suck at one hundred and seventy or whatever they cost. So, what do you think? Do you think this is gonna? Do you think people care about quality? I mean, I think people are are ticked off right now because they may have to buy new equipment. But uh, Apple's doing it, so people will bow and accept
1: it before the great apple um well i think there's potential for better sound quality if you were able to to use the ports that are on the phone not over bluetooth not wirelessly i think that still has a long way to go to even become close to the, the quality you would get through a an analog headphone jack um but i've i've heard there's some cool things we could do with using like the usb c or the um, the lightning connector there where you know kind of neutralizing background noise as well as providing a little bit higher fidelity sound through that digital component so i think it could be good potentially but the
0: equipment catches up
1: yeah, I don't think the Bluetooth Bluetooth stuff is there by any means.
0: Well, the other issue I have the issue I have with it more than anything else is once again it's going to divide. So you've got USB-C that's going to eventually so there's a lot of smartphones Android-wise that are still coming out that have the micro USB. Oh, yeah, we need to get all the, everything on USB-C as soon as so, but possible. But then USB-C is coming for the newer phones. And sure. then Apple does it different with the lightning blah 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 So you can't buy... A, a, say you have a couple of devices, an iPad, an Android phone, you're not going to be able to, to buy headphones that work for both. You'll need adapters and blah-blah-blah. And the one thing that the 35 millimeter uh, jack had was that it was pretty universal, except for the early iPhones where they made the... It wouldn't quite fit if it wasn't right. an Apple one yeah, because oh. because the hole wasn't, it was skinnier. They had it set up to kind of just fit their yeah. uh, AirPods or ear pods or whatever they're called. They're oh. headphones, but they have to have a name with pod in it. Um, <laughs> I just, that's my, you know, just more segmentation, fragmentation of equipment. You have to have more than one of something,
1: uh, you know, Yeah, I mean, to a degree we had that problem with the three and a half and the the larger size headphone jack there, you know?
0: The higher
1: quality equipment would have. I mean, I still have a dongle on most of my headphones that I sometimes have to take on and off to use around my house. So, I mean, it's not entirely brand new, but I really hope we can move towards just one connector for everything at some point. The USB-C seems like the way to go. If we can get that out there a little bit more prevalently, that'd be... Awesome. All
0: right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I was just curious about your thoughts on it because, you know, like I I know we talked briefly about one of those uh, new phones, HTC or somebody that's coming out with really good audio. Oh, yeah, it's LG, I think it is. LG, that's it, the V20.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that did look pretty cool.
0: And, you know, I just don't think people care too much about that. And more and more, I'm just seeing people use Bluetooth speakers. Well, people are
1: listening to streaming music anyway, which honestly sounds pretty crappy compared to right you know uncompressed music it's night and day so if you put it through bluetooth anyway it's gonna sound yeah you're really gonna notice the difference
0: I don't know. you know what bluetooth is great for listening to podcasts <laughs> yeah. that it is it's great it's, i mean it's perfect that's, that's what i use had bluetooth headphones when i go running and whatever working out I, it's yeah. always podcast music. Music just isn't doesn't cut it through there, but yeah. podcasts like the Album Nerds podcast, Kaching <laughs> at uh,
1: great for that.
0: Yes. All right, so uh, yeah, all right. So what do we got for new releases coming up?
1: Yeah, I got a couple of things to highlight over the next two weeks here. Uh, tomorrow, October seventh, there's a new Green Day records coming out. Uh, it's called Revolution Radio. As well as a new Nora Jones record, Daybreaks. And Fantagram has their first record in a little while called Three. Um, looking forward to the Fantagram record, I guess, out of that bunch. And then in the following week, the 14th of October, uh, Connor Oberst has a, a full length coming out called Ruminations. There's a new Kings of Leon record called Walls. And if you're into extreme metal, there's a new Dillinger Escape Plan record called Disassociation. Word. Excited for that one.
0: Yeah, I, I want to be excited for the Kings of Leon because I really love their first few albums, but you know we'll yeah, see. They've, they've grown up, year. so <laughs> yeah, yeah, their sounds changed. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's uh, let's take a little time to talk about something that isn't necessarily music. E, uh, we like to call it. Given propers where we give some proper respect to uh, whether they're pieces of technology, items, websites, whatever, some other stuff that we're into outside of uh, album nerds.com. All right. So for me, it's a little device that you talked me into getting the Chromecast audio. We've talked about it before. I love it. It's, you can plug it in. If you have a regular old stereo setup for you old guys, you can plug it in with the red and the white, RCA mm-hmm. pins into the back of your auxiliary on your stereo with a 3.5 millimeter jack and, and you plug it into this Chromecast audio device and then you can cast your stuff from your phone, your tablet. So I listen to albums that way all the time when I'm too lazy to dig the CD out, even stuff that I own. If I don't want to clean the record, I might uh, stream it and use the Chromecast audio to get decent quality sound. Um, uh, much yeah. better than Bluetooth. Yeah, much better than Bluetooth. Not quite yeah. as good as having it plugged directly into the stereo, but pretty close.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's only thirty-five bucks.
1: Yep, I would highly recommend that too. I use it pretty regularly myself. Um, did you see? how they just announced all that stuff at their uh, their keynote the other day. Yeah, kind of ties nicely into that system um, with their yeah the.
0: Google Home stuff could be very interesting where, you know, you'd have that, you just
1: tell it to play something. Yeah. Turn on your stereo and play this record over it. That could be pretty powerful. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to a music sharing app I've been using for the last probably six months or so called Symbol. I believe the website is symbol.fm. Yeah. Um, it's basically—I would describe it as Instagram for music. You basically share a track from Spotify or SoundCloud that you've been listening to, and it publishes it out to the network. You can tag things, you can search for tags or artists, and it just kind of gives you an, a feel for what people are listening to at the moment. So, it's, it's a lot of it's new music, but there's—you'll you know, see stuff in there too that's you know a bit older too.
0: Def Leppard by Romania. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yep. Um, yeah. I really I enjoy it. I get a lot of uh, cool ideas and maybe some things I would have missed otherwise. And
0: uh, you can, do you have to go into it and do something to say what you're listening to, or does it tie directly into your Pandora or some Or or not Pandora? Yeah. Spotify. Yeah.
1: That's a good question. You hook it up right directly to your to Spotify or um, SoundCloud, and it will pull in what you've saved recently to your profile. And then you can preview tracks in, in there as well directly without having to go to the outside app. So it's it's pretty smart how they how they put it together. Nice.
0: Yeah. Alright, cool. Uh yeah, so before we we close up shop for the day, I did want to talk a little bit about our sponsor for today's show, Maker's Tea. So um I drink coffee. I'm a coffee drinker, folks. Every day, many cups. But I cut myself off at 10 o'clock. So Maker's Tea, the folks over there sent me a box of tea, which I had no idea what to do with. But with a little gentle instruction from them, I was able to figure out how to make my first cup of loose leaf. I mean, I've had like, you know, tea bag stuff, Lipton or whatever. Loose leaf, put it in the bag, steep it at the right temperature, all that stuff, and it's delicious. Uh, I don't know if I can give up my coffee just yet. But after 10 when I can't drink coffee anymore I will have myself a cup of tea uh, so people over at makers we've got a coupon code you can use it's album nerds that's album space nerds for twenty four percent off your first order makers tea making great tea easy at makers All right, nice thanks makers' think, tea uh, yeah thank I'm you, a maker's fancy tea. guy <laughs> I kept my pinky up and everything
1: when I was drinking. Nice. Nice. That's yeah, good for you, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a it's like a science almost.
1: You, there's more yeah, to it. than little chemistry class. Yeah, that yeah that's right. Yeah.
0: All right. So I guess that's it. That's all we got going on uh, albumnerds.com today. So that's where you need to go, albumnerds.com. You can get our podcast there. We're on
1: uh, iTunes and Google play music and stitcher.com. Uh, yeah, please subscribe and leave us a review. Yeah, good reviews. If you don't like us,
0: just, you know, leave it be. Because <laughs> 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 good reviews are good. So, and also, you know, go to our website, albumnerds.com, give us feedback, let us know what sections you like. Are we talking too much about, you know, new releases or, or things we're listening to? We want to keep people entertained at the same time that we have a good conversation and, uh, so we don't want to be totally selfish and self-indulgent here. So thanks for listening. We will catch you. Wait, do you have anything else to add, Andy, before I? No, just, just say uh, see, you. Uh, see you in a couple of weeks. All right. We will talk in a couple of weeks. See you, everybody. I love you all.
1: You too.
0: Thank, Thank you. you. Bye.